This is the Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast, where it's not what you do, but how you do it. This is a podcast for entrepreneurs brought to you by entrepreneurs. We have been building a multi-million dollar healthcare business for over 10 years, and we have weaved together some of the best information for the people that are doing the best work in the business. This includes Dr. Martini, who is a master in human behavior, to Vern Harnish, who has created the methodologies of scaling up that has scaled many, many of the best businesses that we all know of. We want you to not only have a business that you love, but also a life that you love. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Integrative Entrepreneur. So I'm here with Dr. Nick. Hello. (laughs) So we are the co-hosts for the Integrative Entrepreneur. And this is something that we actually put together based off of our teaching platform, where we are really trying to evolve how healthcare is being done, starting with the physician, but also implementing business practices that allow us to have a business and a life that we love. Because unfortunately, when it comes to the business of healthcare, we often are constantly giving, 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 and we're working crazy hours and we don't realize that we have to preserve ourselves in order to continue to serve and help others. So with that being said, one of the topics that we're getting into today is actually all about sales. Scary words. words. I was just going to say the dreaded word sales, because I know in our profession, it's all about helping people. So the thought of selling or the thought of, you know, being a salesperson has a massively negative connotation. And listen, I get it because I've seen, you know, the, the downsides of, of sales and people being pushed into things that maybe aren't the best for them. So today it's really about uncovering that veil and talking a little bit more about how sales is absolutely necessary, no matter what profession that you're in, including healthcare, but also how we can put a positive spin on this because at the end of the day is we have the ability to either get people to take actionary steps to completely change their lives, or we can live in our own limiting beliefs and prevent people from making that first step. Yes. And there's, there's many aspects to sales to look at. And I think foundationally is like you said, it's scary. So foundationally, it's like the relationship we have with sales, mm-hmm. uh, looking at relationships, you know, really every single relationship is same. And it comes back to kind of the understanding of the teaching that I do with the Martini method. Mm-hmm. So the Martini method is a, a system to take people through to help balance their emotional uh, reactions uh, with things. And a lot of times with that, uh, we're actually helping people to work on their relationship with their spouse and their friends and their work. But you can utilize the similar teaching with the relationship to sales. Mm-hmm. And it's really understanding that you can't give something that you don't have yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's first and foremost, I would say, the primary aspect to have a great sales team, to have a great sales position, um, to sell anything is to realize that every single aspect of our life is really selling. I mean, if you're in a relationship, the only reason you're in that relationship, because consciously or unconsciously, you sold yourself Mm -hmm. for that other person to be able to spend time with you. And you're constantly spending or you're constantly selling yourself to that person every single day. Uh, And when we stop, there's really no need for that other person to use us. So that's when we separate and go our different ways. 
Yeah, it's it's very, very true because I think that there's so many avenues of life that we're using persuasion or we're using, you know, what we call sales. And it's something that we're not acknowledging. And when it comes to, you know, this concept of sales, we think of like the, the used car salesman and, Mm -hmm. you know, really at the end of the day, most of what society has portrayed is very, very negative. But the biggest thing that I've learned from different people that we've coached with and, uh, Tony Robbins being one person and Eli Wilde who worked directly with Tony Robbins, like these people are masters of their words and they are amazing at getting people to step out of their comfort zone and to step out of their limiting beliefs to transform their lives in a positive way. And really at the end of the day is this is not about sales. This is about leadership. And if you really take away that negative connotation and understand that all you're trying to do is lead people to where they want to be or lead people to, you know, the life that they desire or the health that they desire, it really takes away that original, you know, uh, guard that we have up essentially. I love that you mentioned that it's taking people outside of their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And because, you know, people don't make a change unless they're literally being sold that changing and getting outside of their comfort zone is going to be more beneficial to them mm-hmm. because change is painful. So it's it's not until we're able to stack and show people that there's more benefits than there are actually drawbacks, mm-hmm. hence more pleasure than pain by making uh, this new decision, new choice, actually create new action to bring something new into their life. Well, that really brings us to the three major components to sales. And first and foremost is do what's right for the client. That is first and foremost. If that is not your priority, then you should not be in a position that you are communicating with people in any profession in order for them to take a step or make a change. That's why sales has a dirty name because there's people out there that are selling things that aren't the most beneficial. It's about relationship and not revenue. And I think that that's something that people need to understand is that This is, you know, obviously the revenue is something that keeps the doors open, keeps the lights on, allows us to serve. If we didn't make revenue, we wouldn't be able to do that unless we were like a trust fund kid or something. (laughs) (laughs) But most importantly is that it's not always about the end results. It's about the play. And that's the relationship that you can build in order to see a person take action, to take that step towards where they're trying to go to a life that they are very upset that they have not been able to achieve just yet. So it's always, always, always thinking about it in that way is you always do what's right for the client. And that includes them potentially not working with you. And this is something that we teach the students at IIW is that not everyone is a good fit. That's totally fine. That is totally okay because that person might be a fit somewhere else But it's not for us to take everyone and think that we are the best fit for everyone. We might provide an amazing service and be super biased to be like, we're the best. But at the end of the day, everyone's looking for something different. And also everyone is in a different 
place. You know, there are some people that are willing to take action on something small. And then there's people that are willing to take action on something maybe a bit bigger. So like, I'll give an example is in the healthcare profession, it's very easy for us as practitioners to sometimes look down upon these pyramid scheme marketing companies. And, you know, there's all these different companies pushing diet products and pushing smoothies and supplements and things like that. And it's super easy to be like, you know, that stuff is crap and that's not good quality. And, you know, why are people doing that? But obviously these companies are successful. And what I realized is that someone who maybe is eating McDonald's every single day of the week, they might be a better fit for that. Do it yourself, start the smoothie and the supplements at home before they would maybe come to us and do a bunch of elaborate testing and get something that is really customized and personalized. It'd be overwhelming to them. It'd be extremely overwhelming. It honestly would not be a good fit and it would not be a good first step. So that person might start there and maybe a year or two, maybe five years later, they might be more ready for something that we do. But to think that everyone is a fit is completely uh, not realistic. So it is definitely okay to know that not everyone's a fit. Secondary to that, is we also have to consider who is answering our phones, who is communicating with the people that are potentially going to work with us, because these people need to be trained on red flags. You know, this is something that we trained our team on. And it wasn't just the people answering the phones in the quote unquote sales position, but it was also our front desk as well as our practitioners. Because if there is the person that is consistently making excuses and there's always the reason why they can't, or they've been everywhere. Are you going to be able to fix me? Yes. Are you going to cure me? Are you going to fix me? You know, words like that. Every doctor has failed me. They were terrible. I was kicked out of my last practice. You know, there's so many things that you have to listen for in these conversations that are red flags that either this person is not willing to take action, they're not willing to do the percentage that they need to do, or they are a victim of their own illness. And it comes to a point that there's just some people that we can't help. And I know that we learned that the hard way. And we were like, no, but we can help them. We can help them. And we ignored the signs. We ignored the red flags. And guess what? Those are the people that dragged us through the mud. They made the entire team miserable and they still wrote a bad review. <laughs> so be selective because it will kick you in the ass later on. A hundred percent guaranteed. And or they're going to, you know, not pay and then collections. And, you know, it's it's just such a massive trickle down effect. But circling back is number one, do what is right for the patient or for the client. Number and honestly, if you if you do what's right for the client, you're going to do what's right for yourself. A hundred percent without a doubt. The interesting thing though, is what is right for the client is usually out of their comfort zone. And that is really rule number two is what they usually need the most. Hence why they're getting on the phone with you or your team is because what they need, they don't know what they don't know. Number one, number two is it's out of their comfort zone and they will fight like hell to stay in their comfort zone. Yeah, it's a, it's the very principles of that we're constantly trying to search for pleasure and avoid pain. So it's it's the understanding that really to get better, we have to do the equal and opposite of that. We have to actually go through pain first to then experience pleasure, which is the opposite of really what anybody wants to do. Mm -hmm. um, so part of that good sales team is to be able to 
pretty much what we call link or stack so many more benefits so that they can actually see that going through these changes in their life, going through and actually creating pain in their life is going to bring them to really their goals and achieving a more healthy lifestyle, hence pleasure. But it doesn't stop there. We are consistently educating the clients even as they move through their program because it's a very interesting connotation with healthcare is we have all been programmed that don't fix it until it's broke. Once it's broke, all you need to do is do the one surgery or take the one pill or do the one IV or the one infusion and all your problems are going to go away. So it's immediate gratification and we don't often think that we have to put any work in. So they get into enough pain that they're willing to explore this new bizarre world of functional and integrative medicine and then you know, we have to get them to understand that a lot of this isn't going to be covered by insurance. And, you know, we have to nurture and, and help them to understand that. But then they're still in the mindset of like, all right, I get it. I get it. They cognitively, quote unquote, get it. But then really, at the end of the day, they are looking for, well, I'm making this investment. So you better fix me, cure me, do everything for me. And when you really put this in another context, people always understand it better. So one of the often things that I describe is saying like, just because you purchased the gym membership doesn't mean you're going to have the eight pack abs. You still got to show up and do the work just because I hire a coach. That coach could be a hundred thousand dollars a year. Just because I did that doesn't mean I'm going to be a millionaire. I still have to implement the tools and I have to do the work, but it's very often that in the healing process, those principles are not applied. It's just like, well, there's got to be the magical technology, the magical therapy, the magical doctor that is going to heal me. Yes. And looking at the psychology of sales, it's, it's looking at being able to break those myths that people have going forward. And the best way to do it is through storytelling. So yes. it's being able to, like you said, you know, connect something that they black and white can see it's like oh yeah it's like i'm not going to get apac abs honestly through just a gym membership you know that has to make dietary changes with mm -hmm. that as well but if you pretty much relay some some black and white common sense to them it's going to be able right in front of their face to be like this makes sense i have to do work too mm -hmm. i can't put all the pressure externally mm -hmm. half of it has to come internally well the myths like you said is when i have listened uh, read podcasts, seminars, et cetera, so many different people. And Russell Brunson is one of the leading guys in the world of sales funnels. And uh, between himself and Tony Robbins, Dean Graziano, you know, big, big names in the industry, it all comes down to busting the myths. And you can bust those myths through a sales call. You can do that through a webinar. You can do it through your podcast. You can do it in a lot of different avenues. And you can even use um, what's called persuasion. I'm totally forgetting the author who wrote that book in particular, but persuasion is a book that's all about creating content uh, and actually email sequences that go go out prior to the strategy calls that allows people to, or allows you to bust the myths that people are going to say on the phone. Do you take insurance? Oh, I can't afford it. No, I can't pay out of pocket. I don't have time. I'm too busy. All of the things. Distance is a factor. Yes, exactly. There's always going to be the common denominators with the excuses as to why they can't. And it's better to just 
be able to bust those myths before they even get on the phone. Uh, or you can obviously train your team to be able to address those even further once they are on the call. And that's a big thing that we do in the Institute is really laying down that foundation. So you're taking as much stress off as possible for your sales team. Well, it's funny because we saw it in action even two weeks ago. So we have all of the persuasion, um, uh, emails that are attached to the reminders leading up to your strategy call. So you get a reminder 48 hours in advance saying, Hey, your strategy call is coming up. And, you know, there's some email copy, but it's all following the persuasion, uh, protocols. And, uh, one of the emails that goes out, I think about 24 hours in advance. And it's just like, Hey, we're super excited for your call. We love action takers. So, you know, we really hope that you're ready to take action X, Y, and Z. And the person and was like, uh, no, 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 <laughs> I need to cancel. I don't think that this is a fit for me. I think I need to do this on my own. And what's interesting is that honor you for like at least admitting, hey, I'm not an action taker and this friggin' email is punking me out hardcore. You know, we obviously extended a hand and said, hey, you know, we totally get it. Our testing is definitely going to be able to give you insight that you're not going to always get on your own. We, we get everybody's got to do it at their own pace. So we're here. We're not going anywhere. So, you know, we might be touching base again in a couple of months, maybe a year. Who knows? But because, the best part about that is you're gaining the person's trust because you're not selling them kind of going back to, you know, number one is, you know, it's always about the person on the other side. Yeah. So it's like if we were to say, like, don't worry, we got you. But then they're not taking action. They're going to end up having resentment. Mm -hmm. on IWG or whatever name of your business. So it's really having the tactics to not only like, you know, really get that good fit, that win-win mm -hmm. um, fair exchange. Well, I was listening to uh, one of the training modules uh, through um, one of our coaches, Taylor, and he was talking about um, when he used to take sales calls back in the day. And he was going through this call about, um, he's a business coach. So it was this guy, and he's talking about how terrible his business is and he's been stuck. You know, it's a mess. He's about to go bankrupt, et cetera. He said, this program sounds amazing. I really want to do it. I can't wait. Um, you know, it, it sounds like a perfect fit for me. And he was like, all right, so this is how we, this is how we move on. Deposit, get you all set up, pay the rest. We'll get you set up. And the guy's like, oh yeah, no, um, I got to think about it. And he's like, but, but what, what do you mean? You just told me that this was going to solve all of your problems this is exactly what you needed. He's like, well, I don't make a decision on the first day. And he's like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> I love that. Like, that is like a famous thing that he says is like, what, what do you mean? And it really catches people off guard. And they're like, yeah, what do I mean? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, he then proceeded to say, you know, that's just a thing I have to think about it. And I have to like marinate on it. And he pretty much just called him out. And you know that I'm not saying that that is an appropriate thing in a, in a sales call, but pretty much what, was the gist of this was that this guy is talking about like 10 years of this going on, million excuses, million excuses. And then he pretty much says like, Hey, that's just a thing. I don't make a decision uh, right away. I need to think about it. And he's like, well, you know what? I'm going to call you out because clearly that is not working for you. So if you want to get back on a call with me, you need to put down a deposit and that's how I'll get, I'll, how I'll get back on a call with you. And I just thought that was just interesting. He's kind of like, just don't waste my time. I'm not going to waste your time. Like you need to make a decision. So I'm going to force a decision. And again, that's not everyone's tactic, but 
he was honestly doing what was in the best interest of that guy because that guy would have talked himself out of it and potentially just stayed stuck for 10 more years. So he kind of just was like, you know what? It is what it is. And I don't think that guy ended up moving forward. And so who knows where he is now in life. <laughs> but um, but I just thought it was an interesting um, approach because at that same time as that could have seemed like aggressive sales to some people, but he was really doing what he at least felt was best for the client. And that was an amazing tactic. You know, it's like everybody purchases based on emotional response. Mm -hmm. And the emotions are either going to take us to making a purchase or steer us away from making a purchase. Mm -hmm. And that person's um, emotional reaction was actually steering them away from making a purchase. So he asked a question and kind of an ambiguous one. And when you do that, one of my favorite questions is when I have an emotional response, like, well, this is interesting. Why is this? Mm -hmm. And that takes really our... Uh, energy from the limbic system, the emotional center of the brain up to the prefrontal cortex to actually decipher and think about it in more uh, qualitative and quantitative aspect. So really it was like when Taylor asked that question, he was forcing that emotional pretty much mm -hmm. energy drive to go actually into the front of the brain to be able to decipher and make a more intelligent mm -hmm. uh, decision. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely... It's the psychology of it is just so fascinating. But, you know, one of the other things that Taylor said as well, he goes, so what, you know, if I, if this guy is in this place and he's like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta think about it. And I, I never make decisions right away. He's like, what is he going to do when we start the program? And now it's like, okay, this is what you need to do to fine tune this. And this is what you need to do to set up this. Oh, no, bro. Got Got to marinate on it. Sorry. Got to give me a few days. He's like, it's just going to trickle down into so many other things. It wasn't about the sale or the program. It was just about his programming. And that was another culprit to as, why, as to why his business was not flourishing. So when it comes to the big picture of, of this whole conversation is that the biggest conversation that I've had with our members is who is answering your phone? Because I know this is based off of our background. This is based off of every student that we have talked to is we do not have any of the basic principles of business that every other business uses. Every other business segregates out departments. They understand that the person who is maybe you're running your admin is not the person who's answering your phones. The, you know, the person that is running your marketing is not also the person answering your phones. Like it's, there is segregated positions because it is a completely different way of thinking and it's a completely different zone of excellence. But in healthcare, we are taught that you have a front desk person and that front desk person will know how to wear the insurance hat and how to process your insurance and run your finances. They also know how to answer the phone and convert patients. They also know how to follow up with patients to get them, you know, to, to move forward and take action. They should also probably know how to sell supplements at the front and, you know, sell other products. And then they should also manage the schedules and make sure the schedule is perfect. And it's just not reality. It could be fine in the beginning when you're obviously uh, trying to build your business and you're trying to, uh, you know, be savvy with your finances. But the skill set of someone who runs your front desk to the skill set of somebody who is going to be a leader, make emotional connections and do what's right for the patient and be able to guide them, that is a completely different skill set. And it doesn't matter how 
fantastic of a doctor or practice you have if nobody's coming to the doors because nobody's actually being sold on how fantastic you are. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Or the wrong people are coming through your doors and exhausting you. We all know that this profession, you know, we give, we give a lot and we give our all because that's why we do this. But when you're giving your all to the people that don't appreciate or don't take action, that is the absolute most draining. And guess who's going home and thinking about it? It's you as the practitioner. The patient's not going home and thinking about you. They're just like, oh, well, whatever. They better make me better. (laughs) So it's something that we definitely need to consider who is answering our phones, who's screening the people that are coming through our doors. And, you know, and also too is, are they able to get people to take action on something that will potentially change their life forever? We all have a million excuses as to why we can stay in our comfort zone. And do we have someone who's going to help people to break through that, to get out of that comfort zone, to do what's actually best for them? Yeah. It's like one of my favorite parts of the Institute is literally designing these systems and protocols for people that, you know, it's like they don't have to quote unquote, waste their time being an amazing physician and doctor. Um, It's like, you know, stay in your zone of genius, keep doing what best serves you. Like we've had to kind of step outside of our zone of genius sometimes. And other times we've just paid a lot of money to other people uh, to be able to learn from them. Mm -hmm. And really it's just going through that process of, of learning what worked, what learning, what didn't work Mm -hmm. and really getting an amazing systematic process um, to really help grow your practice. So you can like do what you said help others be the best version of themselves. A hundred percent. And yeah, that's really the biggest thing is that we did so much trial and error. We didn't understand that, you know, we should have a specific set of people that were answering the phones and nurturing, you know, the potential new clients. We didn't know that that was something that was necessary or appropriate. Um, But, you know, when you finally make those changes, you have that guilty moment that you look back and you go, if I put this in sooner, how many more people could I have helped? How many people just they weren't met where they needed to be met because I had an amateur answering the phone. I had a person that just was an admin. They didn't really care about making those emotional connections. They didn't really care if the patient was going to have their life changed by the experience in our office. So, you know, obviously you don't want to live in that place, but it's just something that Again, as business owners and healthcare practitioners, we can make a million excuses. Well, I'm really good. So it's just going to be word of mouth. Oh, well, you know, um, it's just like people don't come in because they don't want to pay cash because I'm an out of network practice. Trust me, we've been there. We made all the excuses. And at the end of the day, it's never about money. It's really not even about time. It's about the emotional connection and people will buy things based off of emotions. You know, it's crazy. Like I'm so guilty of it and it's terrible with like having the internet nowadays, but it's just, I go online. I'm like, those boots are cute. And then you have a bad day and you're just like, I deserve those boots. I'm buying them. And you're like 9 PM at night on the internet, just like, like emotionally buying the damn boots. And then the next day you're like, well, they're really cute, but like, did I really need to buy them? But people do this. And this came to our attention as well. Cause I know in the healthcare profession, not a lot of us 
open up the door for putting prices online and we don't open up the door um, for people to be able to purchase online. And of course, you have to definitely be careful with that because you want to make sure that they are an actual fit for your practice. But even though if we allow people for at certain times to buy online, we still make them go through a strategy call session. So at that point, we might actually decide to give them their money back if we don't think that they're a good fit. But during Black Friday, we do offer a lot of our different programs and services, and we offer them at a discounted rate. Obviously, everything is available online to purchase. And most of the purchases were happening after 11 p.m. And I really stopped and I thought about it. And I'm like, wow, these are the people that just had a rough day. They're like, I am so tired of feeling like this. I'm so tired of being in pain. And they're probably just in this massive emotional state, just sitting there like, I can't live like this anymore. And that is when they were just like, screw it and went online and and bought. Fortunately, all of these people ended up being amazing fits and had great results going through the process. But there were a select few that were like, "Listen, you're just not a fit and, you know, we we really appreciate you like trusting us, but we just don't think that you're going to be able to get what you need out of our practice." And we refunded them. So, it's you have to be true to yourself and I think people really appreciate that. Uh, so it's always, always, always do what's right for the client. Love it. <laughs> so there is so much more on this topic inside of the Institute for Integrative Wellness. Um, for those of you that have not checked out our site just yet, uh, head over to instituteforintegrativewellness.com. We actually have an amazing site. It tells you all about all of the features in the program. This is pretty much 50% teaching you integrative and functional medicine, as well as business strategies and practices for integrative medicine. So we're bridging the gap and bridging the worlds because it's absolutely necessary in order to be able to be successful, but not be burnt out, actually have a life and really, really show up to work, enjoying your practice and enjoying the people that you work with. So head over there. We do have a certification that is available for those of you that do complete our program. Um, so you can check that out on the site as well. And for those of you new, you can access our three-day trial that gets you access to our amazing, beautiful portal for three days. So you can get a taste of the content that we are offering at the Institute. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. You've reached the end of another episode of the Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast. Connect with us at integrativegrowthinstitute.com. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you at the next episode. If you love today's episode of Integrative Entrepreneur Podcast, please head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you.